What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome in to the DMVR Buffs podcast. We are, of course, presented by the American Raptors at Infinity Park. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. I would tell you to grab a free ticket from one of their rugby matches, but today they actually had their final home game of 2022 against St. Mary's College. The Raptors actually winning 43 to 39. Um, if you want to catch the rest of their games remaining for this season, head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. You can stream them all for free there. Also, if you're interested in the game of rugby, head on over to the DMVR Rugby Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Our guy Colton Strickler has you covered there. Let's talk some football, though. Uh, of course, the Buffs playing the Oregon Ducks today at home at Folsom Field. Um, not a great day. Not a, Just not a great slate of college football in general. Uh, Clemson just went down. I'm watching that one right now. I also got Alabama LSU on in the side. Bryce Young currently trying to drive as the tide are down by three points. So some good games if you are able to surf around and really uh, search for what's going on this weekend. In terms of Boulder, Colorado, it was a tough one for the Buffs, man. Another tough one. Uh, they play one of, if not their best opponent of the season so far in the Oregon Ducks, a team that has college football playoff hopes, a team that is well in the conversation to win the Pac-12 this year, um, to at least go to the title game. We'll see exactly how far and how good they are if they make it to that point. They really took it to the buffs today, however, though. Uh, 49 to 10, the final score. The Ducks outgaining the buffs 479 to 367. That, that, that number 367 actually not bad for the buffs compared to what they've done the rest of the year. Uh, just not a good day on the field for Colorado and potentially losing their best offensive player. Also, Jordan Tyson uh, got hurt late in the game on a targeting hit over the middle. He was taken back to the locker room by the trainers. Comes out a few plays later, re-enters the game, and then is hit below the waist on a low hit. Um, he goes down on the ground. And it was not good. He had to be helped off the field. Um, was not putting any weight on that left leg. You saw the trainers doing the the tests for knee stabilization. Um, you often see that when you fear an ACL injury. We are not. I'm not expecting any details um, other than Jordan Tyson's status to come out anytime soon. I'd be surprised if we actually learn what the injury is anytime relatively soon. Um, but. As always, keep it tuned in at thedmbr.com. Keep it tuned here on the podcast. Keep it tuned on the Twitters at dmbr underscore buffs and my personal one at jakedmbr for the latest news on everything buffs and also the latest update on Jordan Tyson and his status, um, not even for next week, but just the rest of the year. Let's get into the game, though. Um, Oregon wasted no time. Knicks hits uh, the wide receiver, Chris Hudson, for a 58-yard gain on their first drive. A couple runs, and then they get a big man touchdown, um, throwing Bo Nix throwing the ball to Connerly. I think he was a right tackle. That was just the start of the things to come in this one, really. Um, 
CU early was playing with tempo. Um, we've seen this from them throughout the year, just playing with tempo, playing with speed, trying to take advantage of that. And it was a solid drive for CU to start the game, actually. Um, Shrout and Dion were playing well on the opening drive. Uh, Shrout fumbled the ball again on that opening drive. Uh, he ends up recovering. The Buffs work the ball down to the Oregon 16. It's a fourth and two. Mike Sanford opts to go for it. It is no good. The Buffs turn the ball over on downs. Oregon drives all the way down the field. It's another trick play. Uh, this time, Bucky Irving, the running back, throws the ball to Bo Nix for 18 yards on a little halfback pass throwback. Makes it 14 to nothing. CU then goes three and out. The next Oregon drive, Troy Franklin, uh, Oregon's star wide receiver, with an explosive 41-yard, touch, or, uh, not touchdown, but just reception and run. The drive ends with a Noah Sewell one-yard touchdown run. They were really pulling out all the trick plays for whatever reason. I mean, Kenny Dillingham, we'll get to him after we finish recapping the game, but uh, Kenny Dillingham, obviously, in his bag. The score at this point is 21 to nothing. It's looking really bad for the Buffs. Um, we're in the second quarter, the top of it here. But CU responds almost immediately after that play to go up 21-0 by Oregon. JT Shrouds hit Jordan. JT Shroud hits Jordan Tyson for an 81-yard touchdown, a very explosive play. Uh, Jordan Tyson, I mean, there's not really you can't you can't say enough about what this guy has done and what he has meant to this football team this year. Easily been their most explosive player. Um, honestly, easily been their best player, their most consistent player from week one uh, to where we are today. Unfortunately, though, as we covered at the top, uh, we may not be seeing Jordan Tyson for quite a while. An interesting stat that came out after that long 81-yard touchdown, Jordan Tyson's five touchdowns this season average out to 51.6 yards gained per play. Um, the dude is just a bona fide stud and a legit deep threat. He is someone that could be a real weapon for Colorado moving forward. Um, moving back to the game here, Oregon on the the ensuing drive after the 81-yard touchdown pass to Tyson, Oregon gets one first down, then they punt. CU on their next drive, Jaylee Stacks is featured early in this one. Um, I know in the press box we were confused why we weren't seeing Deion Smith. We ended up getting word after the game from Coach Sanford. Deion, in Coach's words, got a little banged up after that first drive. And uh, while he wasn't, he was still on the, the sideline on the field um, in uniform. He was on the exercise bike, but he wasn't, he didn't have his helmet in the second half. It was obviously, obviously the guy wasn't coming back in. Anyways, Shrout kept finding Tyson underneath. The Buffs eventually were forced to settle for a 40-yard field goal attempt. That was no good. I believe it was wide right. Uh, the score remains 21-7 at this point. Oregon gets the ball back. They go 78 yards in six plays. Bo Nix hits uh, Matavau, the tight end, from 16 yards out. Makes it 28-7. Then we get to halftime. Um, it's a solid CU opening drive. Jordan Tyson again with a 16-yard catch. And gains of 15-27 and 27 from Alex Fontenot. He looked really good uh, coming back from injury for the first time since week two. 
and they needed him with Dion getting hurt. However, this drive stalls due to penalties. Um, I believe on that play where I, I can't remember. I think it was a run. The 27-yard play for Alex Fontenot kind of dances in the backfield, breaks out to the left. That play ends up being called back due to a personal foul. So you lose 15 yards on that. And then um, they reset, get to the line. They get a false start. So you lose another five on that. It ends up being only a net seven-yard gain. The Buffs just shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, that drive stalls out. Cole Becker does kick a 44-yard field goal, actually. But um, the Buffs really could have used a touchdown right there to try and fight them, fight their way, claw themselves back into this game. Um, it was 28-10 to 10 at that point, and it just kind of snowballed from that point on. Uh, Oregon gets the ball. Uh, Bucky Irving has a 65-yard run. The drive stalls inside the CU 10-yard line. It's a turnover on downs. Oregon was very, very aggressive on offense. Uh, Colorado gets the ball back, but JT Shrout throws what looked like a pick six to Christian Gonzalez. It was revealed and uh, re- reviewed and rolled out at the CU 2-yard line. Gonzalez was. Eventually, Bo Nix runs it in. It's 35-10 to 10 at that point. Oregon, at some point, gets another Christian Gonzalez interception. They end up scoring two touchdowns to finish out the game. Uh, Noah Whittington, nine-yard rush makes it 42-10. to 10, And then a Bo- another Bo Nix, one-yard rush makes it 49-10. to 10. Yeah, as I said, just, just brutal for the Buffs. I mean, obviously outclassed. Um, I don't think this was a surprise to pretty much anyone coming in. Of course, you'd like to see the Buffs be more competitive and uh, have more fight in terms of the final score. But um, I think we all knew the situation coming into this one. Bo Nix went 20-24, 274 yards and two touchdowns. Only four incompletions on the ground. He added 16 yards on nine attempts. He also had two touchdowns. That's four total touchdowns responsible today. Five, actually, with the receiving touchdown responsible today um, by Bo Nix. Bucky Irving goes over 100 yards rushing, 120 yards rushing on 11 attempts. He had that long 65-yard run also. The leading receiver for the Ducks is Chris Hudson, number one. Four catches, 80 yards. He had that 58-yarder early on in the game. The only receiving touchdowns, um, Matavau, the tight end, he had one from Bo Nix. And then Bo Nix had one himself from Bucky Irving. And then... We also had one from Josh Connerly, who was the left or uh, right tackle. It was brought in on the goal line. It was a four-yard catch from him. Ducks outgained the Buffs 479 and 367. They only had 284 passing yards. The Buffs, again, continue to limit these teams in terms of production through the air. Um, for, whatever's that, for whatever that is worth, they did allow 195 yards rushing, though. Um, 21 first downs for the Ducks. Oddly enough, the same amount as the Buffs, 21. The Buffs actually ran four more plays than the Ducks, 70 to 66. Oregon averaged 7.3 yards per play, and the Buffs, 5.2. Time of possession, the Buffs actually won, 31 minutes and 24 seconds to 28 minutes and 36 seconds. Three turnovers from the Buffs on the day. Uh, No turnovers by the Ducks. No sacks in this game. Um, Before we break down the Colorado box score, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. 
Um, it is Broncos season. You can get yourself a very crushable, very delicious Broncos Country Pale Ale for when you're hanging out on the couch, enjoying some NFL football, NBA basketball this weekend. We got Buffs basketball actually coming back, college basketball as a whole coming back this next week. First game is on Monday. How about you grab a few Breck brews to enjoy yourself? My favorite, of course, being the Mountain Beach Sour. You also have the Strawberry Sky. Uh, you got the Vanilla Porter Jr. Tons of great beers from Breckenridge Brewery. Head on over to www.breckbrew.com. Use their beer locator to find a Breck brew near you. Also, shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Um, they have a ton of great deals today, ton of great deals over the last week, really, with the NBA uh, basketball coming back. Um, I'm sure they'll have something to do in terms of deals with college basketball coming back. They had a $25 free bet uh, early in the week on the NBA. Hope you guys took advantage of that. Also, be sure to take advantage of their stepped-up same-game parlays where you can boost your winnings up to 100%. Um, you actually boost your odds even bigger with each leg that you add on one of those. We make a ton of them on the DMBR Bet Show. Tune into that one middle of the week, every week, every day, every week, I should say. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMVR. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Back to the box score um, for Colorado. Really more of the same, man. Really more of the same. Shrout goes 17 to 34, 50% completion, 247 yards. He had one touchdown, the long pass to Jordan Tyson. He had two interceptions, though, both to Christian Gonzalez. The leading rusher for the Buffs was actually Anthony Hankerson. We didn't really see him till about midway through the game. But 11 attempts, 54 yards for him. Alex Fontenot, 7 attempts, 51 yards. Deion Smith had five attempts, 27 yards. All three of those guys averaging at least 4.9 yards per carry or more. Again, proving that they are the strength of this offense. But for whatever reason, it's just not able to be consistent enough to make a real difference. Also, um, game script had a, had a role in that one as it did in many of the other games we've been in this year. Jordan Tyson, the leading receiver for the Buffs on the day. Five receptions, 137 yards, one touchdown. That long being an 81-yard touchdown catch. Brady Russell had 27 yards receiving on four receptions. Alex Fontenot, 31 yards receiving on three receptions. RJ Sneed, two for 22. Montana Lemonis Craig, two for 15. Anthony Hankerson, one for 15. That's about it for the box score there. Some of the storylines, though. And what coach said after the game, it was a weird, windy game. Very, very windy. Um, it was blowing south to north. Um, so on your TV screen, the wind was blowing right to left. Multiple times in the game, the cheerleaders in the south end zone, you could see their pom-poms just getting blown onto the field. Um, it was extremely windy. There was constant leaves and trash blowing in the air. It obviously affected some of the kicking in this game, it also affected some of the snaps in this game. The Buffs had five fumbles on snaps, which is outrageous when you talk about it. But Coach Sanford 
after the game said that it really was the wind that caused a lot of those issues on the exchange for Colorado. Um, it's something that he talked to JT about. So take that for what it's worth. Um, it was, I'd probably say it was affecting JT throwing the ball too. Um, although to be fair, there have been a lot of games like this where he hasn't exactly been the most accurate from start to finish. In terms of running the ball, though, I mean, Anthony Hangerson looked like an animal. He's kind of been battling through injuries. Alex Fontenot looked really good. Uh, Coach Sanford talked about Fontenot. He's talked about him quite a bit, actually, because we've been expecting him back for a few weeks. He finally gets on the field today. Coach told us that Alex Fontenot has actually added about 8 to 10 pounds of muscle since the last time he played on the field for the Buffs. Alex kind of reiterated that sentiment and said, himself that he felt more powerful as he was running the ball um, and trying to run through people today and it looked pretty easy to them to him um, in those situations he was really powerful on that 27 yard run that unfortunately got wiped out he had um, a nice catch that went for 15 yards the burst was there it's a shame that it took so long to get Alex back uh, but he played really well today especially once Dion went down. It was really needed in that time. We already talked about Jordan Tyson. On the defensive side of the ball, Trevor Woods was your leading tackler. Ten total tackles, nine solo. He did have a forced fumble on the goal line. It was very nearly an absolutely massive play for the Buffs. I can't remember the play exactly, um, but there was a player. Took the ball from about 10, 15 yards out. was running towards the goal line. Trevor Woods... Meets him about the two-yard line, lays down the wood. The ball goes flying out. Um, it looks like the buffs recovered in the end zone, but I think ultimately the play was called uh, down by contact after review. But you could obviously see that Trevor Woods, this is just how he's played all year. This hair on fire, relentless, high energy. You can tell just by how he plays. Josh Chandler Semedo, another nice game. Nine total tackles, seven solo. Uh, Quinn Perry, he almost had an interception at the line of scrimmage. Um, I don't, just couldn't quite hold on to it. Uh, Bo Nix basically threw it right to him, but it was a rocket. Bounced around and ended up on the turf. Quinn Perry, though, five total tackles, two solo. Buffs, again, were really struggling to kind of generate pressure on Bo Nix. I mean, we talked about this offensive line of Oregon. They only allowed one sack all year. So I think expecting a tremendous amount of pressure was a tough ask. Um, but when you look at the numbers here, the Bucks, the Buffs only had two quarterback hits all game. One to Jalen Sammy, one to Jamar Montgomery. Just, I mean, really a rough day for the Buffs all the way, all the way around. Um, some more storylines that Coach talked about, um, just with JT's completion percentage. Um, he, again, talked about the wind. Um, obviously, it affected Cole Becker, too, as he went wide right. Um, I believe it was his first field goal attempt of the day when that happened. It doesn't get any easier for the Buffs moving forward, though. USC coming up on Friday, another top 10 team. Another team that is deep in the conversation to compete for the Pac-12 championship. Then, of course, after that, we get Washington and then Utah. Um, but with the short week, though, you can expect content 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, in terms of press conferences and players. Friday is just going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's going to be busy, but it's going to be a lot of fun because basketball also starts on Friday. Or basketball starts on Monday, but they play again on Friday, I should say. Uh, they play Grambling. Tip-off is at 6. The Buffs kick off at USC at 7.30 p.m. Um, just some final nuggets from Coach's press conference here. Um, he talked about Owen McCown a little bit. Owen is fully participating in practice. He's been running scout team, um, but there are still some limitations, Coach said. So it's difficult to it's difficult to say exactly um, what the plan is for Owen McCown. If I had to to lean a certain way, I would guess that they're going to redshirt him. But again, that is a guess. I do not know for sure. I'm sure this is going to be a developing story as we keep moving forward until they really make a decision on what to do with his status for the rest of the year. Um, but. It does seem like they're going to stick with JT uh, for the meantime. Sorry, just looking through the, the press conference here. Seeing if there's anything else I should let you guys know about before we head on out of here. Um, actually, before we get out of here, I want to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. Green Mountain Dental has been one of DMVR supporters from the very beginning. We've had countless fans and our own staff convert to Green Mountain Dental. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown in Lakewood. You can have Dr. Ben and his team help you out with everything from regular cleanings to orthodontics, such as removing those pesky wisdom teeth. Tell the team that DMVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for full orthodontics treatment for new patients. If you mention DMVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays. That's a $350 value with a new patient cleaning examine x-rays to make an appointment or find out more information check out their website at greenmountaindentalgroup.com again that is greenmountaindentalgroup.com check that out today alrighty guys as we start to wrap up today's show um, of course basketball starts on Monday so we as I already mentioned on a Friday show we are going to see the basketball game on Monday at the CU Event Center. Um, we probably won't talk about it on the Monday show, though. However, I'm going to try and get that out before I actually even head up to Boulder, do our Pac-12 recap. Um, we'll see if we have a Jordan Tyson update or potential Owen McCown updates, Deion Smith updates. Um, you guys will get all of that one way or another. Just don't know if it'll be Monday. I do actually have a few replies I'd like to read before we get out today, though. This is from Doug Foster. He says, nothing matters tonight except for Jordan Tyson, 100%. Um, I think that, I mean, it's obviously been a really tough year. But I think for everyone, that was just a huge gut punch. I mean, he has been the only bright spot on this team, uh, especially lately. But when we look back on the season, it looks like it's going to be the season of Jordan Tyson. And to see him go down like he did today, um, it just really sucks to see. It's one of the worst parts of the game of the game of football. It just is what it is, though, sometimes. This is from Chris at Wet Willie CF. He says, I jinxed it because I turned it on to see the fourth and goal line stand and got hope. The football gods laughed at me, and boom! The first Christian Gonzalez pick, I turned it off again and walked away too much pain. 
I mean, yeah, it was just a, a salt in the wound type of game. My Marshall Carpenter at MC10S said something pretty similar. It said it was pain so it was so painful seeing Gonzalez rub it in the Buffs' face today. So tired of hoping that they will get this turned around. Buffs have to get this higher right. Yes, they do. We'll obviously be talking about that much, much more as we move through the offseason here. Um, just unpacked a lot right there, but let's talk about Christian Gonzalez real quick. Obviously, we knew he was talented. Um, he showed that today with those two interceptions. Um, on the second one, kind of showing JT the the two, not really giving him the deuces, obviously, but uh, counting the amount of interceptions he had in JT Shroud's face. Um you know, I know that doesn't feel good for you Buffs fans. I'm sure it didn't feel good for JT and it didn't feel good for the players. Um, it's just an unfortunate element of what college football is today. And you're living through it. I'm thinking about you guys. Um, better days are ahead. And that's where we're going to end today's podcast, guys. I know it's been rough. This month is going to be pretty brutal for this football team. Um, that's not a secret. We all know what's coming in terms of the schedule. But stay tuned. Plenty of exciting things to come. We're going to have a coach, a brand new coach to talk about. Uh, we're still working on having a guest, a big guest on the podcast. Um, I do not know actually if we are going to have them this week. We are going to have them at some point soon. I'm sorry to keep delaying this, um, but stick with us here. The short week kind of playing a factor on us with the bus playing on Friday next week. So stay tuned. You'll hear more about that, I'm sure, very, very shortly. RK is back next week, so you can count on him and I uh, getting into everything Buffs and Pac-12 related on our Wednesday show again. Um, and then basketball, as I mentioned, starts on Monday. They are playing UC Riverside in their first game. I believe tip-off is 6.30 Monday. Tip-off is also at 6 o'clock on Friday. Get excited. This is going to be a fun team to talk about, a fun team to watch. While they do have their issues and things to figure out as they kind of navigate this new season, it should be a fun time nonetheless. And I'm excited for you guys. You guys deserve a team to be excited about, uh, be proud of, be happy of, and enjoy watching. And I hope that is what we all get with this basketball team. As I mentioned, we will be back on Monday. It will be a Pac-12 recap pod. We will talk to Coach Sanford tomorrow on Sunday. Hoping to have some updates for you guys on the site um, at least by Monday at the very latest. And then we will also have basketball content on the site too. You guys know what it is. Keep it tuned here at DMVR Buffs. Follow the Twitters at DMVR underscore Buffs at Jake DMVR. We'll be back very soon. Keep your head held high, guys. Let's go Buffs.